Previously on Teen Titans Wasteland, our heroes Hub and Corey undertake an admittedly foolhardy quest. Aided only by Hub's comic book collection, sheer hubris, and a not inconsiderable amount of alcohol, these two chuckle fucks decide to read and discuss every appearance of the original Teen Titans. Gadzooks! Well, these two numbskulls went ahead and fucking did it! And now they're done. Which brings us to the Golden Jupiter Awards! Dear listener, and welcome to the first annual Golden Jupiter Awards for Excellence in a Teen Titan Comic Book. Joining us this evening is my lovely co-host, Corey. Corey, how are you doing? I'm doing swell. How are you doing? I am doing very well. We are both dressed to the nines for this epic event. It's Teen Titans' most star-studded event. Indeed. In that we are both here. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the sky was dark because all the stars, that being Hub and Corey, were at the Golden Jupiter Awards. So, we have covered all of the Teen Titans. It is amazing. Holy shit. Oh my gosh. I know. I must say, you are looking very nice. Who who, who are you wearing? Oh, this little thing. (laughs) It's, uh... Um, I do not know the oh. brand of this sweatshirt. <laughs> oh, Corey, we're wearing the finest ties and tails. Ah, yes, these tails are... I don't know who makes tails. Mine were made by the Mad Mod of Carnaby Street. Oh, you don't say. Mm-hmm, are mm-hmm. they full of gold and drugs? You know it. Damn. <laughs> Classy. It's a 50-50 blend mm-hmm. of stolen jewels and drugs. That's the only kind of tails I wear. Mm-hmm. Very good. Mm -hmm. Well, before we get down to the very important business of handing out some of these jupies, we first have the unpleasant business of handing out some Steel Pie Awards. Mm. As you well know, the Steel Pie Award goes out to the worst in Teen Titans. Things we did not like. Yes. Like a pie made out of steel. Yes. These awards go to events that are like a pie made out of steel in that... We did not like them. Mm. So, do you want to hand up the first Steel Pie Award? Sure. All right. Why don't you read us the nominees? All right. The first Steel Pie Award is Worst Backup Story. Ooh. Tightly contested category. Who's nominated for this one? We have uh, the story Whirlwind from TT uh, number 30. Oh, that was a bad story. (laughs) If memory serves, that is the one that I said it was poorly written enough that I expected the characters to start fucking. Because it read like homemade internet pornography. That indeed was the one. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What what, what are other nominations? The other nomination is Girl of the Shadows, which not a lot happens in. Yeah, that was the backup story, I believe, where Aqualad meets a mysterious girl, Mm -hmm. punches out a man, and is told things will be explained later, and then the story ends and it is never returned to. Yep. Wow, those are some truly terrible backup stories, Corey. Who will get the steel pie? Let's see. I'm opening the secret envelope. Oh, wow. These are (laughs) indeed sealed. All right. And we have two votes. All right. First worst backup story is 
Whirlwind. Whirlwind. Yes. And that's my vote. Uh, and uh, my note to myself was creepy porn writing. Yes, yes. And uh, yes, Whirlwind was my answer as well. Yes, truly a horrible backup it story. It is unanimous. Yes. Yeah, so let's, uh, let's move on in these Titan Z Awards. I'm sorry, we're not calling them that. <laughs> let's move on in the Steel Pie Awards. Uh, this one goes out to creepiest moment in a Teen Titan comic. Mm. The nominees are Wonder Girl Murders a Cat. Oh, creepy. Aqualad Kills an Old Man. Creepier still. Now, bear in mind, both of them were under mind control at the time. A Wonder Girl by a evil witch from a distant land and Aqualad from a Scottish ghost. But they did still kill some people. Mm -hmm. And the other choice is Peyton Manning's dad murders a demonic toddler. Oh, and he, like, shed a single tear, too. Yeah, because it was his, he thought it was his grandson and had raised that toddler from a baby. So, very exciting moment. Who is the creepiest moment Steel Pie Award going to? Let's find out. Will it All be right. a, a tie? Will it be unanimous? And it is... You have it as a toss-up. Between the demon toddler shooting and Aqualad killing an old man. I just had a clean vote for the demon toddler murder. Explain your reasoning. And why you didn't think Wonder Girl murdering a cat was creepier. She used a tiny noose. That was also quite creepy. I don't know. Aqualad just seems like such a, like... I, w I was thinking about the impact on him if he found out later that that had right. happened. Yeah. And he's such a good-natured, like... Almost the most innocent of all the, the Titans. And thinking of him taking somebody's life just, like, callously yeah. for no reason was seemed harsh. But yeah. then again, but he did gra Grandpa pretty... shot, his, shot his grandson. Yeah, I, I really, I, I totally had to go with that. Because that, like, the other ones was like, oh, that, like, it's more the impact of the other two were, were like, oh, geez, that's weird. But that one was just like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm -hmm. Like, how is this a fun comic book to read? It was really creepy. Well, it sounds like we've got a winner. All right. Let's move on. Let's. Ooh, very important Steel Pie Award going out next to the Worst Titan. And the nominees for Worst Titan are Speedy, mm -hmm. Hawk, Dove, and Ganark. Hmm. Hmm. Nice penmanship on this oh, envelope. Thank you. Uh, I voted for Dove. Yeah. For what I think are obvious reasons. Yeah, and, and I voted for Dove, too. Somebody else did. Although, right. although it was closer than you might imagine. I actually almost went with Ganark, who I like. I like Ganark. I'm surprised. But he does keep trying to murder his teammates. It's come up on a few occasions. He did when he first met them, and then he did it again when he was in the creepy cave. And then he doesn't really want to be... He, he didn't really contribute that much to the team, but Dove contributes nothing and here's the thing i like dove better than hawk but he is pretty useless he kind of makes things worse yeah al almost exclusively yeah and and it was especially brought to mind as i was reading through older issues there's the backup story where he tries to do something i don't remember what it was mm. he tries to like stop a cat burglar or something and it leads to the police shooting the guy yep case in point yeah he he does a bad job mm-hmm yeah Speaking of doing a bad job, is the 
Perhaps most important and least fun Steel Pie Award to give out, most unfortunate example of racism. Mm. This cropped up in a lot of these comic books. People are very fond of using the phrase, it was a different time, and that is true. What people tend to leave off of that sentence is, it was a different time when everyone was awful. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously not everyone was awful, but it being a different time doesn't excuse some of this shit. So, the nominees are the unfortunate portrayal of Native Americans in issue 24, Skis of Death. Yeah, that was a bad one. Mm -hmm. The unfortunate portrayal of Native Americans in issue number 39, Awake Barbaric Titans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was uh, also bad. Also bad. Mm -hmm. The fetishization of Lilith's apparent Asian-ness in issues 25 and 26. Mm -hmm. That was more confusing than anything else. Yeah, like when she's dancing in the cage, mm -hmm. Speedy, I believe, particularly, not surprisingly, is... Making super creepy and, like, fetishization of Asian comments to her, mm -hmm. despite the fact that she does not appear to be Asian in any way. Mm -hmm. It's weird, and it's creepy. We have the portrayal of Mr. Jupiter's Aunt Hattie in issue number 41, What Lies in Lichburg Graveyard. Mm. And we have the rewriting of issue number 20. Mm -hmm. Let's see who wins this least coveted steel pie award your vote is for skis of death in number 24 for yep. charlie heap big yeah. is that his name no but that was that was like the phrase he used a lot yeah that that was yeah really go go gophers level of pigeon native american talk that was very unsettling i went for the rewriting of issue 20 because i think it actually had more of an impact uh, issue 20 was the one that was originally written by Len Wein and Marv Wolfman that was supposed to introduce the first black teenage superhero. And then the editorial staff decided, no, 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 we can't do that, despite the fact that Marvel had done it years before. And so they scrapped the issue and had Neil Adams rewrite the whole thing in a week rather than introduce a black character. Ooh. So I think that had a little bit more of an impact. Uh, I agree, the portrayal of... Charlie, I forget his last name, it doesn't matter, it's bad, uh, is terrible, but uh, I think a little bit worse and having more of an impact is the rewriting of issue 20. And the fact that the very idea that they would introduce a black character led Marv Wolfman and Len Wein to be blackballed by the DC Comics, and they were unable to find work there for, I think it was like two years after that, something like that. Damn. So I will uh, support that vote. All right. Rewrite of... Well, 20. we now get to the worst issue. And the final Steel Pie Award. Final Steel Pie. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. You can start working those chompers regularly from now on. <laughs> All right. Worst issue has three nominees. Issue 44, Man Who Toppled the Titans. Hmm. Issue 18, Eye of the Beholder. And issue 20, Titans and the Battle of uh, Jericho. Titans fit the Battle of Jericho. Fit the Battle of Jericho. Alright, and what do we have? We have one for number 44, the man who toppled the Titans, and we have another for number 44. Yeah, that was the issue that reintroduced the Titans after they had taken a bit of a hiatus. It was written by Bob Rosakis and Paul Levitz, and... 
there were a number of things that were problematic about that issue. Near the top of the list, the art is really, really shoddy in it. It was by Pablo Marcos, who is normally a fine artist, and Bob Smith, but either it was very rushed or they were still working out some kinks in their collaboration because it's really shitty art. Mm-hmm. Also, kept going back to the story of Mal having to prove himself as a Titan, which had been done time and time again. There's Dr. Light talking down to Mal in a way that I understand it's establishing him as a villain, but it felt it felt forced and it it didn't belong in the way that... And also Dr. Light just is a yucky villain. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, for a lot of reasons. It, it also, the story itself was just kind of a bland nothing story. And especially it was jarring because... It, it came for us after just reading, having read a bunch of Bob Haney shit that was really cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that is why issue 44 gets the steel pie. I wish we had a good sound effect for the steel pie. Yeah. Like somebody breaking their teeth yeah. or just a crack. Yeah, just a piece of steel hitting a pie. Yeah. No, no that would just be <laughs> sploosh. <laughs> Well, okay, fair enough. All right, are you ready to move on to the Golden Jupiter Awards? I am ready. I am ready, too. All right. The first Golden Jupiter Award for excellence in a Teen Titans comic goes to... Oh, well, we should probably say what the award is for first, huh? Sure. All right, why not? I'm going to have another uh, drink of my drink here. Hey, likewise. The Golden Jupiter for Best Disguise. The nominees are... Mr. Jupiter dressing up as an old balloon vendor. <laughs> the Titans going undercover as the hippies, going by the codenames Feet, Paradise Baby, Feathers, and Wet and Wild. Wet and Wild is a bad name. That's the worst. Poor Aquaman. The uh, Titans disguising themselves as the rock and roll combo, the Flips. Corey, do you remember what instruments the Flips played? Oh, man. Uh... Like, one of them was... I feel like they weren't instruments. There Wasn't there, like, a motorcycle and There a was surfboard? a motorcycle, a flying surfboard, and a baton. Okay, yeah. I got two out of three. Yeah, pretty good. There was the Titans disguising themselves as the woodworkers slash the flyers, and the flyers disguising themselves as the woodworkers, and vice versa. Mm, the carpenters. Yeah, the carpenters yeah. and wings. Yeah. Being the same band. Mm. Rosakis's conspiracy theory there. Mm-hmm. There is the giant evil robot Honey Bun disguising itself as a very <laughs> derpy looking bear. Oh, Honey Bun. <laughs> and there is the old tried and true Aqualad disguising himself with a fedora and trench coat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, let's see who gets this Golden Jupiter Award. So nervous. I know. All right, the Jupy for Best Disguise. We have one vote for Mr. Jupiter as the old balloon vendor, and a second vote for Mr. Jupiter as the balloon vendor. Uh, you write in an honorable mention for the Hippie Titans. I will mm-hmm. second that. But yes, of course, fittingly, the Jupy goes to Mr. Jupiter. I like it. Yes, dressing up as a creepy old balloon vendor to sell the Titans balloons filled with drugs for their own good. Of course. Fantastic. Why does he do anything anything else? He's the most altruistic, richest man in the world. Well, he's the richest and therefore most trustworthy. Indeed. All right, next category, best backup story. Ooh. And nominations are A Titan is Born, Mal Limbos to Defeat the Gargoyle, 
Second one, Have Arrow Will Travel. Teen Titan number 35, where Speedy uh, shoots a parachute onto a monkey. Yes, yes. Uh, among other things. And then also we have Aqualad Goes to School, TT number 38, where he um, cheats on some tests. Right. Uh, Aquaman uses his powers to help Aqualad cheat on a test. Right. And the teenager from nowhere. Happy birthday, Lilith. You are adopted. Yes, yes. For her 13th birthday, she gets the wonderful <laughs> gift of being told that she is adopted. What every girl wants. Mm-hmm. And some cake. <laughs> All right. We've got one for Have Arrow Will Travel. And two for Have Arrow Will Travel. <laughs> it is a really fun story. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Not only because Speedy shoots a parachute onto a monkey <laughs> who is falling out of a tree, although that is probably the main reason, but also I think it had one of the most relatable backstories, which is, I think when we were a teenager, we all wished we could save up enough money to buy a boat. Hmm. And uh, so we could really put ourselves in Speedy's shoes and really cheer for him when the adopted son of a billionaire gets a boat. Yeah, and also, I mean, there was a whole thing with the ice cream and... and uh... No, that was a different one. Oh, shit. That was Green Arrow's new partner. That's where he eats the ice cream and is the jilted, like, looks totally jilted. Oh, I thought that, I got those No, no, no. That's the one where he he has the uh, collapsible moose antler arrows. That's also a good story. I just wanted that all to happen in the same issue so badly. Yeah. Okay, so we got monkeys and arrows, we got the the boat, and we're good. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. I stand by my decision. As as do I. As do I. The next Jupy is awarded for favorite sound effect. Mmm. All right. The nominees are... So, there are four different punch noises listed. Boing, (laughs) Thwok, Pam, and Chud. Mm. We also have the noise a guitar makes when being smashed over someone's head, which is spraying. Oh, spraying. Mm -hmm. Mm. And the noise of a magical shofar being blown, which is tequior. Of course. The key, your. All right, let's see who gets this jupy. Corey, your. You listed three options. It's the top one in order. So, your number one choice is Chud. It cracked me up when I read it. Yeah, it's a pretty good sound effect for a punch. I went with Tequior. I think. Somebody takes the trouble to spell out phonetically what they think a shofar sounds like, mm. and that it's tequior. I'm uh, I'm gonna go with that. But Chud, very solid choice. Thank you. Very solid choice. I believe specifically that was Robin getting punched in the dick, and it made the noise Chud, which is also part of why I picked it. Fair enough. Whew, we got a lot of. Jupies to hand out. Indeed, and the next one is Best Villain. Ooh. Nominees being, top of the list, Mad Mod. Hmm. Bromstick slash Mr. Twister. Ooh, a dastardly fiend. He's got those passenger pigeon feathers. Indeed. We've got good old Ding Dong Dowdy Dowd. Ooh, his name is Ding Dong. We've got the Gargoyle. Ooh, he is a baddie. Can only be defeated if you have tiny pliers. 
And uh, he really hates Calypso music. Sure. Who doesn't? I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm fine with it, too. We've got the Conquistador. Oh, he built a giant robot of himself. Can't count him out. What a dick. And last but not least, uh, oh, actually not last but not least, there was a late-breaking second to last. Uh, the penultimate baddie is the interdimensional douchebags. Oh, yeah. Of which there are many. Mm-hmm. And uh, the later edition is the alien that looked like Wilford Brimley crossed with a pug from issue number 24. Oh, yeah. Not 24. 29. 29. 24 is Skeezer's death. Oh, I apologize. As well you might. Done and done. We have one vote for Gargoyle. Okay. Understandable. And another vote for Bromstick, which was my vote. However... It turns out they're the same person. So we don't find that out until 1989, but I think that that is still solid. That, yeah, it turns out Bromstick is the gargoyle and Mr. Twister, so... I actually wrote Bromstick slash gargoyle. Ah, yeah. Which is kind of... It was a deceptive nomination process. (laughs) Yeah. I will grant you that. I think we have our winner, though. Oh, yes. Yes, definitely and definitively. One of the most popular categories coming up. Uh, this category was actually suggested by Brad Reed, who is a listener. Good on you, Brad. I think we are maybe going to do it anyway, but... The Golden Jupiter Award for Best Dick Punch in a Titans Comic. <laughs> the nominees are... The Archangel Azrael, Dick Punches Mal, in issue number 45. Mm. We have Aqualad... Dick Punching Green Arrow in issue number 53. And there is Tiger Turk, Dick Punching Robin. I believe it made a chud sound effect. That's the one. In The Brave and the Bold, number 149. Let's see who gets this most coveted of Joopies. Dick Punch Joopies. (laughs) And the Jupiter Award for Dick Punching goes to... Ooh, we have some dissension here. We have one vote for Aqualad delivering a dick punch to Green Arrow. We have one vote for Asriel dick punching Mal. And we have a runner-up for the uh, Tiger Turk Robin punch. Hmm. Now, I'm going to explain why I voted for Aqualad dick punching Green Arrow. Okay. It's the most impactful dick punch. Of the three. It was the diving dick punch? It is a diving double-fisted dick punch. That is not just a diving double-fisted dick punch. As delivered by a teen with sea-strengthened legs, he is first propelled by Kid Flash and then thrown. So this is a super speed diving double-fisted dick punch that the impact of which apparently explodes Green Arrow with the exception of his limbs. His entire torso disappears in the panel that there's impact, and he no longer has red on his left glove. So he dick-punched the red right off of Ollie's left glove. That's a hell of a dick-punch. It really is. However, not delivered by an angel. (sighs) Touché. We'll never know. Dick-punched by an angel? (laughs) That's a good show. Yeah. (laughs) Also starring Melissa Gilbert. Oddly enough. Wait, Melissa Gilbert? Is that who? Yeah. That's who's starting Dick by an Angel. Dick Punched, Dick punched by, by an Angel. Yep. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, why not? Moving on. And this is a tough one. Category Best Slang. And, oh man, 
there were so many choices, and it was difficult to narrow it down. Mm-hmm. So we're going to read the top few. Okay. Oh, Corey, I am so sorry to interrupt you, but we do have a Jupiter Award for Best Picket Sign. <laughs> of course we do. All right, so the nominees for Best Picket Sign in a Teen Titans comic are... Number one, more chores, less play. Oh, the classic. Mm-hmm. From the same issue, adults are square. Mm. From the separated man issue, Titan's second appearance, we have government the most. Oh. Uh, from the honey bun issue, we have foreign students, cool cats. We also have yeah, yeah, good all-purpose sign. Sure. Uh, I believe that is from the... Battle, the beach battle with the pirate issue, where the colleges want to rumble on the beach. That sounds right. Uh, And we also have the Dobbs Diggs Baxter Beach Old Fogies the most. That is yes, a lengthy picket sign, but a potential Golden Jupy winner. All in contention. And the picket sign goes to. We have one vote for more chores, less play. One vote for foreign students, cool cats, (laughs) with a backup choice of more chores, less play. I think more chores, less play speaks for itself. Um, Foreign students, cool cats. You think that's better? I my default was more chores, less play because that's I think maybe the first picket sign that I have ever seen. Ever? You've never seen a picket sign before? That's not true. I've I've seen picket signs, but (laughs) lots of picket signs. I just, I don't know. It really made an impression on me. The, so, I thought, you know, let's not go with the obvious choice okay. and, and, and pick another one that resonated. Sure. But I did feel I needed to put it there as, okay. as the runner-up. Foreign students, cool cats is good. I I like the I, message. Yeah, I like the message. More chores, less play. These teenagers have had it too good for too long, Corey. Mm. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll go ahead and give that the nod. All right. More chores, less play, gets the juke. We've reached an accord. Very good. That's just a celebratory one. That's yeah, I figured. <laughs> that, was, that one was an accident. All right. Those ones were on purpose. <laughs> you can see Hub's face right now. <laughs> there we go. All right. Shall we? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Corey. Go ahead. Okay, but no, put your phone down. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Take that thing away. So sorry about that. Sure. Uh, Best slang. Oh, yeah. Nominees. (laughs) All us cats decided to skip until the music, adults get hip. Until to the music, adults get hip. Build us a new clubhouse. Yes. Check. They did say check a lot. And I've never heard it outside of a Teen Titans comic. All right. Enjoy, enjoy. I like that a lot. And I like that it is used by someone in the audience who is, that is his way of expressing that he is enjoying himself. Mm-hmm. It's like at a circus. Right? Yes, yes. I believe he is, Beast uh, Boys, uh, he's watching Beast Boy put on 
Way to show. Yep. Enjoy. Gear and Ungrotty. Hmm. Used, I believe, most frequently by the uh, Mad Mod, but I, I think other characters did use that phrase a bit. Indeed. Let's there see. is actually also, there is another instance of slang that the guru says this in the, when when they take part in, what was it called? Operation? The Most? Yes. Operation The Most, in mm. which the Titans go undercover as hippies. Their inside hippie, the guru, they're looking for a hippie. The guru says, hmm, can't say I've glimmed him around here, but let the old guru become one with the great groovy marmalade skies and maybe I can get a clue. Damn. So I think that's got to be a nominee as well. All right. Okay. Let us see who it will be. And we have... Two, four, all us cast decided to skip until the music, adults get hip, build us a clubhouse. Yeah. For a couple of reasons, that ends up being the best. First of all, it's just great, but it's also kind of a meta slang thing, because that is written by an adult masquerading as a teenager. And the Titans all point out that that couldn't be written by a real teenager, because although it is very close to the way that they talk... A actual teenager, when using uh, when writing a message using hip language, would never miss the opportunity to say, "Until to the jive, adults get hip." Instead of music, well, that's so great. they were clearly that was written by an adult. Um, so yeah, that was just super fun. It was in their very first appearance, and it just set the tone for the whole series. Mm-hmm. I thought back when there was picket signs <sighs> everywhere, man. I miss those early episodes when it was a picket sign on every street corner. Yep. Good times. Yep. All right. We now have a award for Best Writer. The nominees are Bob Haney. Let's see who wins. (laughs) And the Golden Jupiter Award for Best Writer in a Teen Titans comic goes to... Who could it be? Bob Haney. What? Terrific work, Bob. Nice job. Yeah, he's the best. He's the best. Yep. And the next Jupy goes to the best non-Bob Haney writer. Nominees. Robert Koeniger. Mm-hmm. Steve Skeets. Mm-hmm. Bob Rosakis. Mike Friedrich. Mm-hmm. Neil Adams. And uh, Wolfman Rin. Uh, it's... Marv Wolfman and Len Wein. Wein. And we have results. We've got Robert Koeniger, one vote from Hub, and then a vote for uh, Skeets from me. Okay. I think it's actually pronounced Skates. I was corrected on that recently. Uh, um, I had forgotten. Yeah, me too. But, okay, so here's why I chose Koeniger. Okay. He introduced the characters both Mal and Lilith appeared on his watch, and I think they had more lasting impression on the rest of the run. And I really liked, he, he wrote the issue that was a, a Penny for a Black Star, which mm. was Mal's debut, and I actually thought that was pretty well done. Um, and I liked that he tried to take the team in a different direction with uh, them swearing not to use their powers. I think he did a good job. I think Skates did an okay job. My backup was actually Mike Friedrich, mm. uh, who I think he only wrote the one issue, but I really liked it, which was the one with the uh, the guy becomes Punch, the weird teenager who is an electrical engineer. 
Oh, with the clown? Yeah, who, who dresses up as a creepy clown yeah. and uh, ties up all the titans. Yeah. That, um, that I really weird. liked that issue, uh, and, and I thought he did a good job. I don't think Skates did a bad job. He did a bad job with those backup issues. He really did. Um, but the, re- the reason that I picked him was because I felt like there was a couple from him that I read that kept things almost as weird as, as some of the Haney material. Especially that time travel. The time travel one that he wrote the first part of that Haney wrote the second part of. Mm -hmm. I know what you mean, but apparently he only wrote like the first quarter of that. So the, the, the setup issue, I guess Haney took over that issue after halfway. Mm. And if memory serves, like I, I think I could kind of pinpoint where Haney took over. And oh, shit, I, think I that remember was us where, talking about yeah. that. And yeah, oh, man. Yeah, but he did some Campus Unrest stuff that was pretty that, good. That was the other one that, that yeah. spoke to me, that uh, to, to uh, order is to destroy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was some good stuff in that. Yep. I, decent choice. I Yeah, I just, I think Kaniger had a more lasting impact on the series. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. The next Titan Z Award is for Best Cover. This was a really hard one. I think this was maybe the hardest for me. There were so many great covers. Really, almost every issue. Certainly of the first half of the run, like first three quarters of the run until the later Rosakis issues, the earlier Teen Titans stuff. There are so many gorgeous covers. Like, really pretty much every Nick Cardi cover is my favorite. (laughs) It's tied for my favorite, but... Yeah, there were definitely, even within that, some standouts. So the nominees were issue number 14, which is, I call it just Robin Sad, but it's Robin looking really sad standing in front of his own grave while there's some psychedelic imagery in the background. It's just really cool looking. Very trippy. Really, really creepy. We have issue number 17, which features the Mad Mod on the cover, and it's a giant ghostly image of the Mad Mod holding the Titans in his fist, leering over a distorted fisheye lens view of London. Very strange. And really cool looking. Mm-hmm. Um, we have issue number 23, which is Wonder Girl debuting her new outfit. Oh, she looks busting so through the cover. happy. She looks ecstatic. And it, it, it's really nice. That is a joyful too. image. We have issue number 28, the Aqua Punch, which is Aqualad on the cover, punching the shit out of Robin. It's beautifully drawn, and it's Aqualad punching the shit out of Robin. We have issue number 16, which is the Titans trying to escape from a book cover, and some space interdimensional creeps are reaching around the cover. Really cool looking stuff. We have issue 19, which we discussed earlier, which is the Titans uh, being hung like marionettes by a creepy clown man mm-hmm. uh, who has named himself Punch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's our, it's a really cool one. Um, and we have issue number 42, which uh, you called the Grayskull Boat, which is fair. It's the issue with the gold bug thing. And the salamander. And the salamander. The two-handed sword. Yeah. Or the and double... Bladed. It's a double bladed sword. Double bladed two handed sword. Yeah, it's it's yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. Ugh, that was such a weird issue. But yeah, it's it's really cool cover, which is them in a giant raft with a thatched hut on it, sailing into the mouth of this cave that is shaped like a giant skull with horns. Great stuff. I'm really curious as to actually what your choice for the winner is on this one. Let's see what it is. Let us see. All right, we have one vote for issue number 14, which is the Robin 
And we have a second vote for issue number 14. Um, and you had the same runner up, initial runner-up that I did, which is the Aqua Punch, uh, in which you correctly point out that Aqualad looks a lot like Tom Jones in that picture. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I just And then you wrote writing. down almost all the others, which I totally understand. Uh, they're just gorgeous covers. It's funny that we got the, our first our two first choices. Two. Yeah, in sync. That's pretty cool. It's, they're both really just awesome-looking Good taste. Issues. Agreed. Agreed. You want to read the next one? Let's. Next category is Best Artist. Ooh, who are the nominees? Let's see. And the nominees are Nick Cardi. All right. Who will win? Mm. Let's see. The suspense is keeping me on pins and needles. I used a lot of office supplies for this project. Nick Cardi! Hey! Hey! (laughs) Good job, Nick. Yeah. He earned it. That is terrific. All right, let's see what the next Jupy Award is. We're getting near the end of the deck here. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. So, best non-Nick Cardi artist. And the nominees for best non-Nick Cardi artist are Gil Kane. We have Irv Novik, who did a few of the early issues, and then actually did some during the Rosakis run as well. We have Bruno Premiani, who is the original Teen Titans artist, did the first couple of issues. Uh, their appearance in uh, The Brave and the Bold, number 54, I believe, was his. Uh, we have Neil Adams, who did the, I think, a three-issue arc in the 20 through 22, something like that. Mm-hmm. We have George Tusca, who did a number of the later ones in the original run. We have Lee Elias, who did the Titans Hippie episode, and I think he did one other. And we have Art Saff, who did most or he and tusca kind of split the like issues like 35 through 43 let's see who the winner is hmm. very curious actually as to who you picked for this all right you wrote uh george tusca for to order is to destroy i think that's a solid choice um i went with art saff specifically i think was mostly inspired by the uh i don't remember what it's called but the castle grayskull cave one with the talking salamander and the rich old hobo wizard that was awesome Um, the art was was great in it and also it's a little bit cheating for both of those guys because predominantly they were both inked by Nick Cardi so it had kind of a continuity feel to it but I think Tuscan did a really good job and I think he's a very underrated artist Um, but I I slightly, I think, preferred Art Saf, but both solid choices there was a lot more going on in Saf stuff in in that particular to order is to order us to destroy that one, yeah. Uh, the whole seventies. There's thing. a really cool couple. I like right. dude looking surprised with a mustache. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Yeah, excellent <laughs> mustache work. Yes, really solid stuff. All right. Ooh, this is a big one. Ooh, best Titan. Best Titan. Let's Ooh, see. Where are the nominees? We have nominees: Aqualad, Mal, Wonder Girl, Robin, and Kid Flash. All right. Who could it be? Gets the. I have a guess about who he's gonna pick, but I don't know. He could throw us a curveball. And curveball indeed. Wow, I am surprised. I thought for sure that you were gonna pick Aqualad. I do love Aqualad. But instead, you have chosen Kid Flash. I have. And, and I went back and forth, honestly, between Aqualad, Kid Flash, and Wonder Girl. Mm. Aqualad, I did end up... He is my favorite. 
but he is not with the team for so many of their adventures that it's really difficult to choose him as the best definitive Titan. I actually had somebody uh, wrote in, I think it may have been Brad Reed again, who made a case for Kid Flash as the best Titan. And I really, I almost went with Wonder Girl, but he was in almost every mm-hmm. issue and really was in many ways the heart of the team. Uh, like I said, a lot of this could go with Wonder Girl as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's great, and she did pick up Mount Rushmore. It, it's it, it's neck and neck between those two for me. Mm. And and really, I I love Mal. I, I, a lot of me wants to vote for Mal, but, but again, as with Aqualad, he was only in about half of their adventures. Mm-hmm. Robin does a decent job, but he's a dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Yeah, I ended up going with Kid Flash just because all other things being equal, and they kind of are, I I think that Super Speed is a better power, and in general, I think Wonder Girl was more underused than he was. That's interesting. That surprises me. It's a, And it's interesting as well, because my first vote was for Wonder Girl with the runner-up of Kid Flash. Ah. And especially towards the beginning of the run... Um, I found Kid Flash popping up a lot for yeah. my positive feedback, where he was just always, like, solving things with a good attitude. Yeah. And, he, uh, I think maybe what gave me the slight edge of him over Wonder Girl is that he does like to drink maple syrup straight from the jug. <laughs> but then he was drowning in this stuff. Well, it went awry, but still. <laughs> That's the one time that happened. That's true. You yeah, don't they don't much... show all the hundreds of times he just happily chugs a gallon of syrup. Oh, that crazy boy. Um, yeah, so Wonder Girl, though, also is, I think, ostensibly the most powerful. Oh, yeah. Of all the, all the Titans. And um, granted, underused. Yeah. But I also feel like she grows... Uh, her character grows a bit throughout the trajectory of the stories. There's ups, yeah, there's downs, she, and depending she, I think on she who's... grows to an extent, and then I think really, uh, frankly, through most of the Rosakis run, she that's what I was going to say. So, again. so she grows, and then she kind of gets her yeah, gets kind of shunted to the wayside. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but she does later on display her uncanny ability to perfectly mimic any noise that she hears. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I think a very good case can be made for either one. I had actually written down Wonder Girl and then changed my vote. Um, I'll go with you with Wonder Girl. Oh. Wonder Girl is the best Titan. Now, that being said, if he had been in more issues, Aqualad clearly is the best. And I do want to hold, despite the fact that uh, the worst Titan is Dove and the best Titan is Wonder Girl, Mm. I still, when we go forward with this for the new Teen Titans, I want us to choose a Aqualad and a Speedy for each issue, representing the best Titan and the worst Titan. (laughs) Fair enough. I think Speedy is certainly the least likable. Hawk. Mm, Yeah, okay, Hawk's a a dick, but I guess Speedy is more consistent in the issues being a creep. He's more consistently present in the issues, Mm. but when Hawk is around... He is a bigger dick than Speedy, I think. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Very well. Down well to the final two. The Boy. penultimate is... Favorite moment. All right. So. This is another this one. This really hard to choose. Jeez. So, 
And there are so many. And, it, you know, we would love you to write in and let us know what your favorite uh, Titan moments were. We, we actually did have a couple of people send those in. I know there was one vote for Lilith Go-Go dancing. There was another for Mal learning how to pull vault, uh, <laughs> which, which was on my list as well. The, no- the nominees for favorite Teen Titans moment. Operation the Most, where they go undercover as hippies. And specifically, Aqualad gets the terrible name and terrible costume, oh, Wet and Wild. Poor Wet and Wild. And doesn't get to do any work. They just made him dress up for no real reason. But it is delightful when they go undercover as hippies. We have Mal fighting Azrael, the Angel of Death, for a magical ram's horn. We get Mr. Jupiter dressing up as a creepy old balloon vendor and selling his teen wards balloons filled with hallucinogenic drugs. For their own good. For their own good. We have Mal revealing that back when he was growing up in the ghetto, he used to pole vault all the time to escape from rival gangs over alley walls. Which, yeah, you pointed out, an alley wall. That's a building. We have Aqualad meeting the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, Nessie. And (laughs) telling him to pile all of his gorgeous curves. Into the tower where Aqualad is staying so that it can bust him out of it. We have Aqualad punching Robin. Mm, Classic. We have Mal limboing to victory to defeat the gargoyle. We have the other defeat of the gargoyle, Robin getting tiny Tiny pliers pliers. (laughs) on his belt. No! We have Beast Boy turning into an albino baboon and utilizing the albino baboon's innate powers of hypnosis. To hypnotize a crowd of circus goers. Oh, that was weird. Uh Uh-huh. We have the male titans being spurred into a three-day workout by Wonder Girl dancing. (laughs) They flee the room. It's a sexy dance. Oh, boy. I'm really curious as to which one of these you chose. Let's crack this open. And the winner is... We have one vote for... Mr. Jupiter dressing up as a creepy old balloon vendor and selling his youthful wards, balloons filled with hallucinogenic drugs. We have one vote for the three-day workout that was inspired (laughs) by Wonder Girl dancing. And we have one vote for Mal versus Azrael, which was my backup as well. Man. I felt like the three-day workout really captured the because this was early too right yeah. when they were like young, young 12 teens. something like that yeah and it was just like they can't fucking process that's when they've got the dj that's in space who's broadcasting his message and wonder yeah. girls dancing and they're just like ah, get out of here just, that was really fun just the, uh, the painful awkwardness yeah of teen i also teenager. really do love just mal beating up an archangel and being awarded a magical ram's horn that he goes on to play in a jazz band uh, not a jazz band. I'm a sorry. Band. A rock band called Great Frog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boy. But the, the Mr. Jupiter thing was... It's that their reaction pretty is... Pretty crazy, too. I, I think it was... That old balloon vendor's like some freak out of an old horror movie. Yeah, but his balloons are definitely today. Solid choices. I don't. I don't think we're going to get a clear winner out of that. They were just... You know who the real winner of that is? Us, the readers. The readers. Because there was so much wonderful stuff in this series. I had so much fun with so it. So many good moments. 
as I was going through, it was just like those were the nominees that I came up with in like five minutes of thinking about it. I'm, there were so many in it. Yeah, Gnark testifying in trial and having to. My name having is John Gnark. I live at <laughs> Jupiter Towers. <laughs> that before he could talk, they're just pointing to those words on a chalkboard and being like, come on. He's a quick study, that John Gnark. Oh, he is. Or he was. Mm. Character Assassination of John Gnark by Bob Rosakis. Now, that being said, Bob Rosakis, I think, did is unfairly maligned in his treatment of the later Titans things. There was a lot of really fun stuff that happened in those issues, and not least of which was Mal's fight with the Archangel. You get the introduction of Bumblebee, who is a great character, who Mm -hmm. fires stingers out of her butt. Mm -hmm. You get the teens living in a discotheque headquarters on Long Island. There is some cool shit going on. Definitely iffier than the Bob Haney run, but still, I like them. Enjoy They're They're no steel pie. They're no steel pie. Which brings us to our final category. Wow. Hard to believe. And the last one we have is Best Issue. Best Issue. What are the nominees? Nominees for Best Issue are Brave and the Bold, number 59, Starring the Flips. Mm, I think that was their third appearance of the Teen Titans. Yeah, that was a that was a very fun one. Teen Titans number twenty six, where we are introduced to Mal. Mm-hmm. It's a penny for a black star, I believe that is. He yep. beats up Hell's Hawks. Oh, bunch of jerks. Yeah, those guys suck. Teen Titans number thirty eight. Balloons, drugs. Yeah, that's a perennial favorite. It really that. It, each of the teens' sub-adventures that they go on while they're having their drug trips mm-hmm. is really interesting to me in that one. You have Wonder Girl questioning her dependence on her idea of femininity. You have Mal conquering his heretofore unknown agoraphobia. Uh, but it really <laughs> does present some interesting backstory for him. And there's like the weird fucking Dalek or uh, weird like Cylon looking robot. Mm-hmm. Um, Big feet. Mm-hmm. You get the fact that you, you actually get some very nice character development for Robin, in which you find out that his greatest fear is admitting failure—not mm-hmm. failure, but admitting failure—and uh, and then finally you get uh, Mister Jupiter breaking a Doors record. Yep. And also dressing up as a creepy old balloon vendor, drugging his youthful wards, and saying that he did it for their own good. And they're like, "Yep, guess you did." A lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, the final one is number 45, Teen Titan number 45, in which we see an angelic dick punch. Indeed we do. Who has chosen which issue is the best issue? I am curious. We have... Oh, interesting. We have an exact uh, reversal of first place and runner-up. Oh, your first choice was number 38, yes. in, in which we've got the balloons and the drugs. Sure. And mine was uh, number 45. <laughs> in which, which has... we've got the angelic dick punch. And uh, vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Close call. <laughs> you know what? I'm feeling generous. This is unprecedented. Oh, shit. In the history of the Golden Jupy Awards. <laughs> I think we maybe did this before. <laughs> oh, sure. But it's yeah. a tie. They both win. I like They're it. They're both terrific issues. And 
man, as I was going through this, the, the first Beast Boy issue is great, too. Mm. The, as we discussed, he turns into an albino baboon and therefore is a hypnotist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There is so much fun stuff. The, the very first Titans appearance in The Brave and the Bold 54. So much fun, where we get Brom Stick wanting his passenger pigeon feathers. So weird. Really... Soup to nuts. What a great, what a great series. What a and, run. Yeah. And there is one more Golden Jupiter Award to hand out, and that is for Best Listening Audience. And we have one vote for the listeners to Teen Titan Wasteland, and a second vote for... Well, that's disappointing, Corey. Uh, our other vote is for Jordan Jesse Go. I mean, it's a good show, but I just think our listeners are better, Corey. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it's another <laughs> podcast. I was trying to pretend you didn't think our listeners were the best. But yeah, you know our listeners are the best. Don't listen to this guy. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> you guys are the best. Yeah, you, you really are. Thank you so much. It, it, it's been... Wonderful. I loved this Teen Titans series, and I loved uh, learning about it and getting to know some of you my, and sharing my enthusiasm for it with you guys and getting to spend some time and some brain cells with <laughs> my brother, Corey, as we drink and talk our way through the Teen Titans library. Thank you so much. Next week, we're going to do a Patreon-only episode where we're going to talk about Wonder Woman number 235 and 236, which has a Wonder Girl backup story where she searches for Mr. Jupiter. Mm. Uh, But as I said, that is for Patreon listeners only. Uh, After that, we're going to take a couple of weeks off and we're going to come back. We're going to start covering the new Teen Titans and we're going to mix that up with something else. I value your feedback. If you would like that to remain as a single podcast uh, and just have the it be New Teen Titans Wasteland and it comes out every two weeks uh, and keep the other comic that we're alternating it with as a separate podcast, let me know. We can do it that way if you don't want to mess up your feed, if you just care about Titans and don't want to learn about Skate Man or the Defenders or whatever else we decide to cover, then let me know and we'll keep that as a separate podcast. Otherwise, I think right now the tentative plan is we're just going to alternate. Either way, we'll we'll see uh we'll see you in a couple of weeks and thank you so much. Enjoy, enjoy. Bye. And they know it. I can't believe that's yeah it yeah fuck dude that's a big stack of comics that's a that's, wow we did it we did it i'm gonna miss those guys <laughs>